My name is Sherry Douglas. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Episode 2 of the Faith-Led Interior Design Show. In today's show, we will be talking about the secret sauce of great interior design. That is, drumroll please, the interior design plan. We are all cool with architectural plans and construction or building plans, but I believe an interior design plan should also be included before the building is constructed. An architect, contractor, and interior designer make a dream team for a new build. But if your building or your home already exists, then an interior design plan that is custom for you and your family is a fabulous way to start thinking about your interior design projects. On HGTV shows, rarely do they show you what it took to get to that final design. It's usually just, voila, we thought of this for five seconds, and it's done. I can assure you there was an interior design plan that was thought out, drawn out, written out, budgeted, and then implemented by the team or construction crew. Okay, are you ready to learn about your interior design plan? Let's get into today's episode that is all about starting your personal custom interior design plan. It is easiest if you choose just one room to work on. And if you're looking around your room and you're wondering where to start or how to start on your room interior design plan, this show is for you. I believe that interior design should be easy, don't you? Regardless of your budget, your home should be a reflection of you and representation of what calls to your spirit. Interior design isn't just about floor plans and decorating, it's about psychology of space. On the Faith-Led Interior Design Show, you'll learn how to transform your home into a place that nurtures your soul and benefits your family without breaking the bank. Hi, I'm Sherry Douglas, and welcome to the Faith-Led Interior Design Show. One of the biggest interior design secrets of all, and it isn't really a secret, but it is not done by many people, is the interior design plan. And I believe that's the way that a great interior design is done. Every interior designer has a plan. So we're fine with architectural plans. We're fine with building and construction plans. And even in the Bible, it says that King David and King Solomon, his son, greatly loved God and they wanted to build a temple for him. And in 1 Chronicles 28, 11 through 21, it says that God initially gave the plans for building the temple to King David, who later passed them on to Solomon, his son, who also became king. So even God had a plan for his temple. I'd like you to look at a room so that you could start a plan. One thing that I'm going to ask you to do, and this is going to be fine for some, and some just won't want to do it, and that is to stop buying. Start your plan and stop buying. Our natural tendency, or we don't know a different approach, is to go in and just buy things. This is literally guessing. This might look nice. This is okay. I think it would work. This one is definitely perfect, only to find out later that it doesn't fit. It's the wrong color. I can't return it, and I just wasted lots of money. So how do you start working on an interior design project, and what are the first steps to start creating an interior design plan? Again, it's easiest to start with just one room. And I would have a journal. Get out your journal for that room and write down the function of that room. Who's using the room? 
What is the traffic flow? How do people walk through the room? What sort of activities happen in that room? How do people use the room? Is there storage needed or not? What things are needed? What needs to be taken out? You know, just make notes about everything about that room that you're thinking of initially. Now, one thing I want to say about the plan is the plan is just a plan. It's so this is not really doing it. And you can save a lot of money by not making mistakes. So the plan is changeable. So just start somewhere, start writing it out. And later you might come back and say, well, I thought I needed to get more storage, but now I don't think I do. Once the plan starts developing, things can be changed later. So what you're going to do is a room evaluation. Literally, I want you to look at piece by piece in the room and ask yourself, do I love it? And make piles. There's going to be one, two, three, four, five, I think five or six different piles. We'll see how this works out here. So there's going to be a keep pile, things I love, and I still think it's in great shape. So I'm just going to keep it as is. There's going to be a donate or give pile. I'm done with this. It served its purpose, but it's not going to make the cut. Sometimes donations can be written off on our taxes. Some can be charitable contributions, but please check with your tax advisor and state laws. Each state has a different laws about that. Another pile could be your sell pile. Perhaps this item could be great for someone else. Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist are great places to start with this. I do want to warn you, though, sometimes people scope those in and want to get into your home to look, you know, scope out your home. So be very, very careful with that. You might want to meet at a in-between place or something if you're selling on those places. Or you may have a local consignment store that will sell your items for you and give you a percentage. And again, uh, with them, the thing is that it won't be a big percentage. You, you usually get pennies on the dollar that you actually spent. But it does help you sell some of those those items that are harder to sell. Okay, another pile would be your redo or your repairs. I love this, but it needs a bit of touch-up, but it's worth repairing. I really like it. Or I'm going to change the color on it and make it work better with my new design. And then there's an unsure pile. I'm not sure whether to keep this or not. I'll hang on to it to see if it might work in this room. So I'll just put it in the not sure pile and see if it makes it or get rid of it. If it's so-so and you don't really love it, I would get rid of it. But I've also seen through the years that sometimes people are getting rid of things that I would have used, maybe in a different way that they're thinking or that kind of thing. So if it has possibilities, I'd put it in the I'm not sure yet pile. It may make it or it may not. So here's a professional note on this. It does not have to cost a lot to be a keeper. It does not have to cost a lot to be a keeper. You just need to love it or get as close to love as you can. But it, it can be something that's sentimental. Also, you could have sentimental things, but you don't love them. And so I will tell you a story about my client, Lonnie, who had a grandma who gave her a quilt. So we were doing her room and her guest room. And I asked her about the quilt because it wasn't really, you know, going to be fabulous in there. And uh, she said her grandma had made it. And I said, well, do you love it? And she said, nah, not really. I don't, but it's, you know, my grandma made it. And I said, how old's your grandma? And she's like 94, <laughs> so, you know, nineties. So 
I said, how often do you see her? And she said, maybe once or twice a year. So I said, well, okay, well, let's just put this in the closet. And when she comes, put it at the foot of your bed, have it be a throw and she will love it that you're using the quilt and you don't have to see it every day. So that's what she did. And it was kind of cool. And, you know, we want to honor Grammys and that's so sweet that she gave her a quilt, but some of those things you're not truly in love with, but pull them out when the people are visiting. Honor them that way. Okay. How many was that? That was keep it, donate or give it, sell it, redo or repair it. And then you have the unsure pile. So there's five items. Okay. The next idea that we're going to talk about is gathering ideas. I like Pinterest for pictures and ideas. Also, you can use magazines. You can make a board in Pinterest for each room that you're working on. And that's kind of cool to have your own board that has ideas and things that you like on it for for your room. You can also use magazines. And uh, on that, you may like one part of the picture. Like, for instance, you may just like the lamp or you may like the color of that pillow or you may like the wall color. So what you want to do on those is make notes about what you liked on that, because you'll look back later and go, what did I like on here? And it might have just been a little something that you really, really liked, but it's hard to remember. So go ahead and mark on those, make notes of what you liked about it and keep track of your favorite ideas, you know, on those picture circle items and make notes because you may forget later why you liked it. Was it the shape? Was it the color or the size or something else? I use a basket for each room to gather all the ideas. I have a journal for each room and a file for each room. Uh, maybe I'm getting a floor covering quote or those kind of things. You can throw them in the file. So each room has its basket. So in there, I might also put tile samples, fabric samples, um, paint color samples, those kind of things. But still don't buy yet. The collection starts out big. There's lots of things you like. And we whittle it down to just the things that you love the most in the end. Eventually, you will weed out the good from the great. But take a little while to gather. Sometimes you're looking and you get a whole other idea that you never got without being out there and kind of seeing what's available. You're in the planning stage and it can change. So just throw all of that into your basket. And the one thing I want you to remember is that you can live with things that you like, but you can't live without things that you love. So we are really looking to find those things that you love because we want to fill this room with love, love things. And they will be a reflection of you if you're loving them. I mean, really, really loving them. Okay, so that's the start for our interior design plan. I hope you will join me next week. We will be talking about your interior design personality style. And that's not your furniture style. It's your interior design personality style, which is really fun. This goes along with the interior design plan. You want to find out what's your main personality style. Then we'll be getting into what is your furniture styles and we'll keep planning. So can give a little, you know, you've waited this long. I'm hoping that you have a little time to plan so you can throw things in there. So this goes along with your interior design plan. It's also important because it helps you determine what personal emotions you want to evoke in your interior design plan. So that's the thing. What do you want the room to feel like when you're done? That'll help you because your personality has a lot to do with that. And then later in upcoming episodes, we'll have your furniture styles. I'm going to be talking about 12 different styles and we'll have a quiz about that so that you can determine yours. 
And we'll talk more about you being the art of your home and uh, space planning to the exact scale, how to draw a room to scale. I'm still collecting your most pressing interior design question. If you would go to my email at sherry, S-H-E-R-E-E, at faithledinteriordesign.com and write that question. It really helps. Also visit dcdouglasinteriors.com and get the top interior trends guide for 2022. Blessings until next time. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a written review. This helps other women who want to have a home that mirrors their amazing self find this show. Remember, you can have a luxurious home that you love on any budget, and I'm here to help you get it done. Blessings and talk to you next time.